Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast, episode 33, I believe. Yeah. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And you know what you're listening to because we just told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Pinball Summer 2. Part 2, the Homeless Boogaloo. Homeless Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so we we both did some traveling. Like the last episode was posted while I was on another continent. Yeah, which is um, really impressive. Well done, Grant. Oh uh, well, thank you. It's uh, you know, the internet's a magical place. Exactly. Um, so it's been a while since we've been sitting in the same room with microphones. It, it does and feel like a long time. Kayla knitting and both of us drinking <laughs> beer. Um, Working on my second sock here. Oh yeah, you've already got the other one going. Yeah, or, well, good it's done. done. I finished it in uh, in DC. Okay, very nice. I'm showing it to Graham right now as yes. proof. Yes. It is sock-sized. It is definitely sock-sized. It looks like <laughs> something that a foot could slip into very comfortably. Mm. So, <laughs> good work so far. Thank you. <coughs> so, uh, Kayla mentioned that she finished that in D.C., where she just was. Uh, tell me, Yesterday. So, let's just let's talk about your trip, because you were you were just got back from D.C., um, and also um, Less before that. Less than 24 that, hours ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in Pittsburgh, and I was in Maryland, and I was in Virginia. What were you doing there? Oh, my gosh. I did so many things. Mm-hmm. I went to Pittsburgh, number one. Um, the most awesome, amazing, and grueling experience of pinball of your life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Two days of 20 games a day from 10 to 10. Like, it's 12 hours of pinball with a two-hour break in the middle and sometimes 45 minutes between rounds, mm. which you're like, oh, maybe I'll go get a coffee. Or smoke pot or get a beer or something. Just not stand on the concrete floor for that long. Um, yeah. All concrete everywhere. All concrete everywhere. Mm. You could rent a mat for t- uh, $10. Oh, they even yeah. had gone that far. Anti-fatigue mats. Mm. Which, like, I work in a warehouse on warehouse on concrete floors anyway, so, like, I was okay with that. But there were definitely, like, plenty of people who were not accustomed to standing on the floors. So I just, I sat as much as possible. Yeah, that's um, wise. Yeah, it was so the first day I went to the pre-pinball or pre-pinberg uh, pin golf tournament. Mm-hmm. At, I forget the name of the place, but there was 96 players that did that. Wow. And my friend Jess and I went and they're like, oh, it should take you about three hours to get through the course. And I was like, no, thank you. This place smells like balls. Mm. Like <laughs> It's hot. There's so many people here and I can't handle the East Coast heat right now. So we played out of order. Sorry, everybody. But we did. And... We finished in about an hour, and the guy's like, that's interesting. There were three other groups ahead of you. I was like, that's great. We're going to go swimming. Have a nice day. And so we immediately went to the pool and did that, um, and then had dinner and went out for drinks the night. that night. I uh, went to a place called uh, Cafetto's. No, that's in Minneapolis. Cativo's is where we went to, hmm. and that place had like full pies on the counter, smoking indoors, three pinball machines, ton of people from Portland and Seattle in there. And we did that for a little while, and then the next day was uh, 9.30 in the morning, Pinburg start, 10 a.m. start time. My very first group, I was in a, um, in a group with Crystal McCabe, um, she's on my pinball team in Seattle, it's like, so I flew all the way across the country to play pinball with someone that I play with pinball with all the time. <laughs> but the first round's totally random, and that's how they start to seed you after your performance. So there's a possibility of 12 points per round. I finished that first round with seven points. And if you're above the halfway point, you're looking good. Uh, Next round, I finished with seven points. And then the next round, eight points. And then eight points. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, things are just coming up, Kayla. 
Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, it was, you know, I got a couple like first places and second places, but like no, you know, one or two thirds and like no zeros. Like Kevin Burrell was like, no zeros today, no goose eggs. That's all you're going for. For so the scoring is, you, you know, then spades, yeah, yeah. So the scoring is, you know, three points for first, second is two points, and then one point, and then zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and you play a solid state, a DMD, uh, EM, and like an early solid state or like early DMD. Okay. So all eras of games, and you play four player games, four of them five times a day, so twenty games a day for two days. Mm-hmm. And by the end, by the time I got to round five, I was I hit that wall of like. I've been on my feet all day. I've been doing nothing but being on on my games and things rounds are getting harder and harder and harder. And then I was in a group with A-level players mm-hmm. with Colin Urban uh, from Portland. He's what, 12 or 13 or so. Just awesome, awesome pinball player. Levi. Worldwide heard, ranking, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, not 13th in the world, like 13 years old. No. What? Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. He Jeez, plays at the pop tournaments in, in Portland all the time. Okay. Yeah, he's Oof. incredible. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's. I mean, he's definitely maybe more like, impressive. Frankly, he's definitely like top two fifty for sure. Like, I'm, and twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, he's that's, pretty incredible. So he has not really even started moving in puberty properly, and he's yeah. just <laughs> destroying all of us. He's pretty impressive. Okay. Um, and then Levi, I forget his last name, but he ended up in the eighty division finals, hmm. and I was looking at. I, the seeding went, I was like 76 seed out of everyone, the 700 players in Pinburg on the first, the last round of the first day, because they reseed you after every round. And the way that I was performing put mm-hmm. me in the 76 seed. I was like, whoa, I have a shot at A division here. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And then I totally biffed it no. <laughs> and got one point for the entire round. No. <laughs> so I got a last, a last, a last, and a third. Eesh. Two of the players in my group put up initials on games, and I sat on the floor for most of the round. Uh, I'm just like, I want to And the go. momentum just kind of gets sucked <laughs> yeah. out of you oh, at sure. that point, too. You're getting iced out, and like, it's like, it's I'm like, tired. <laughs> it's kind of like how you don't even want to be that good when you play with friends that aren't pinball players, because you're just yeah. ruining it for them. If for you sure. Like... Where's it's, the fun in that? Exactly. Like if you're an experienced player and um, and a friend's killing out in the machine for a while, and it's like, okay, mad respect. And I can even like watch it and be entertained mm-hmm. more than most people could because I get what's happening and I appreciate your technique and I see, oh shit, you just hit that shot. I can't believe you hit that shot. And yeah. But, but then uh, when you have to go up to bat after that four points for <sighs> tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's no wind in my sails. Nope. Zero. Yeah. Just, dead uh oh man this is not the first time in the last year that i've been trying to think of uh the sailing term for like no wind happening at all mm. there's ugh, it's yeah i don't know crazy that's not one that i use very often uh if you know the sailing term that i'm referring to <laughs> you can write into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com you're talking about that harvest moon right no just yeah kidding. sure why don't yeah we'll just say harvest moon no, it's no that's that. the one way to ensure that people write in on a podcast is get something wrong. horribly yeah. wrong exactly uh-huh I know the answer to that. I'm writing it now, angrily. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll welcome <laughs> your angry emails. Please. Um, so then day two, your divisions are, are figured out. Um, some people are restricted to a division based on their ranking of last year. And I f- I'm at s- last year, I was like just hovering around 1,000. So I don't know what that would have done. But I made it into B division. Had I gotten a few more points, would have been A, which mm. I had no business in playing in A. But... 
more whopper points that way i guess um but b i was like i think i've got a shot at making finals with this and went like five points in the first round five points four points yeah like pretty consistently like middle of the road or lower mm. it's like this is not gonna do it no nope. gotta be um <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was definitely not as easy. So by round four, I was like, oh, I'm going to start drinking now because <laughs> things aren't going that great. I'm just going to have fun. My last round, I was in a group with a guy that was seriously named Peace Man. Like, Peace Man. That's his name. <laughs> and he was so high. I was like, oh, pff, guard down on this one. This guy no. doesn't even know where he is right now. Like, oh, no. Don't take your, your guard down. Nope. Yeah, because that guy was on. That's like. If, if if you're that high in that moment, yeah. you better that better be a regular routine. So yeah. I would assume that he would potentially be mastering that stuff. That's but when the guy is offering you money for a swig of your beer because he's got cotton mouth so bad, no. yes, that happened. All right, yeah. well, that's you know. Okay. I was like, oh, we got this in the bag. <laughs> Yikes! And I was like, you know what? I don't actually share beverages with people, but there's a water fountain down there, and we're happy to wait for you to finish. And he's like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'll just make it through the round. I was like, gross. You're missing half your teeth. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Like, wow. it's, it's pretty judgy. But yeah, no, I'm not so, about to. So what you're saying, let me just establish this. You uh, you struggled against a, like, a, an, a, the epitome of a pothead that was missing half of his mouth, as well as a 12 or 13-year-old. Yes. That's the takeaway from Pinberg. Also, like, uh, a guy I met in Wales last year. Oh, yeah. Um, I played him, and Paul. A Welshman, yeah. even more oh, no, shameful. He's, he's, he's English. Just, okay. Yeah, Sorry. not quite Wales. I think you'd be offended if you heard that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I was going for offense, but still, yeah. <laughs> not that offense specifically. I'll play defense. <laughs> um, uh, also Jade from New York that I met at Powderpuff this year. She's <laughs> she's wonderful. John Gamera from Portland, uh, who won pin bra- pin brawl this year. <laughs> Fortunately, he also went out to smoke uh, weed during our round and. It didn't quite help him so much. Ah. <laughs> Maybe another 10, 20 minutes it would have set in. He would have been on. But yeah, that benefited me a little bit. Uh, I had a moment on Black Pyramid where I trapped up a ball on the left-hand flipper, let the flipper down to make a shot, and oh, the no. ball was trapped above the flipper, and it was not moving. Uh. And I was last player, last ball, and literally needed a switch to get a point. Nothing. Like, you know, anything would have done it. And I was like, hey, guys, I think I need a tech over here to unstick a ball. And I looked over my shoulder for a second, and it just dipped down no, and drank. of course, yeah. of uh-huh. course. And I was so angry. Of like, course you were. Why it just, wouldn't you be? Oh, it killed oh, me. That's maddening. But we, the next game in that bank was Attack from Mars. And I was like, I love this game. I have a tattoo of this game. Like, I know it inside and out, and I can crush it. But after that, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... That's when John went downstairs to smoke. I took a lap around the place and just like cooled, like calmed myself down and cooled my head and then got into it. And uh, since I got last place on that, I got, I went to, I had to go last also. Like however you finish in that round previously. Is the inverse of where you start? Yeah. Okay. Or the game previously. Yeah, that makes sense. Or I mean, you get first uh, dibs. Uh, choice. So, yeah. Okay. So you mm-hmm. can position yourself. Exactly. So if you really wanted to go first, you, you could. You could, okay. yeah. And okay, I had a guy you. in one group that was like, I want to go first every time. I was like, Interesting. All right, sure, you yeah. got it. That's, I, I, I recognize why people would want to do that, but it's certainly for obvious reasons. It's beneficial yeah, to know the scores. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Know what you're dealing with. Yeah. So I went last and had like a walk-off ball three because I had already put up over a billion on ball one and no one really like... They were close. They were on my heels, but they didn't quite 
you know, top of the mountain. So mm. I basically plunged into the pop pumpers and that was good. So like it was, it was really important for me to just like let that last game go and not have it haunt me. Mm-hmm. And it worked really, really well. And then I had on Grand Lizard, I had a ball three comeback that was huge mm. from like 53,000 to like 660,000. Nice. So I had a great game of, I'm sorry. Not oh, to sure. Introduce, yeah, no worries. To interrupt, but uh, anyway. Had a great game of Grand Lizard earlier yeah. today, but well, I'll, I'll get to that later when we're talking about <laughs> hanging out today. There was a, a group next to us that was talking about how none of them knew how to play Grand Lizard. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, there was one have it in your backyard, like right? You have. Yeah, I'm like, I can walk ten minutes or less and play Grand Lizard. And one of the gentlemen in that group was wearing a Trump hat, and I decided oh. to tell three of those people in that group how to play the game, and maybe not four. <laughs> But <laughs> and he was wearing it unironically. Are oh you yeah, sure? yeah, one hundred percent. Like right. if you ever see that guy's face, I mean, close, also, he's he's a delegate for Trump. Fair enough. <laughs> also, though, anybody who's wearing a hat they think unironically for Trump right now in August two thousand sixteen, <clears throat> newsflash: you're failing. <laughs> Stop wearing it. Right. If you think you're wearing it insincerely, nope. Just take it off. Everyone's taking you seriously. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're part of the problem. Yep. Um, and Ugh. then what else? Let's see. So one of the best things that happened to me on day two was we had Transformers in our bank. Mm-hmm. And right before we went to play it, somebody broke it. Oh, oh boo-hoo. I'm crying 100 tears for that game. Of all games. No tears. Or, yeah. I was like, uh, Transformers I think I can count bank. on both hands how many, how many times. Played, yeah. And like less than a hand on how many times you want to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're like, oh, we'll ex- escort you guys to the backup games. And since uh, the group in front of us broke it, uh, they got first first game in line. Hmm. That was NBA Fast Break. Oh, and I was no. like, man, I'd fucking crush on that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got CSI instead. And I, I definitely like lobbied to every single person on their bank. I was like, I will gladly trade you. They're like, no, we're good on this. It's like, all right, well, who wants to know how to play Fast Break then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I love that game so much. But I ended up getting second place on Fast Break. We played, oh, gosh, there was one. It was called, like, um, man, that a game in that bank was just, like, super weird, like, early 80s ballet game that I'd never seen before. Hmm. And it was super fun. What was the theme? What was the style? Well, you, you don't really get... I mean, they get names, but you don't really get a uh, a total theme. There's not like all space games. Okay, it all was, right. It was the Beetlegoose, Beetlejuice uh, Bank, and that was Transformers, High Hand, uh, Skateball, and Motordome. Motordome was the one that I played that I was like, whoa, Motordome. this game's pretty fucking cool. I've never heard of Motordome. Right. And it's an early 80s ballet game? Yeah, I believe well, it's ballet. That sounds right in my wheelhouse. Oh, it's I'm super cool. I'm this up right now. Yeah, I mean, the the... The banks were called like Cassiopeia, Cetus, yeah, Canopus, so it was Galaxy, Electra, themed, yeah. Lacerata, um, Delphinius. But also here at Grandma, I'll show you on the podcast. This is my um my graph of how I performed in Pinburg. Oh, <laughs> did you did you post this on Facebook? or something? I did not. Okay, because it's a little sad at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it goes up, 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 yep, and then just a hard, hard fall. Yeah, and that's round that one. six. Round six just got really I think brutal. that was round five. That's the one I get the one. Okay. Well, maybe it happened in round five, but the round six dot is where the one posted. that's- Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So maybe maybe that's entering round six. That's where you were or something. For sure. Yeah. Mm. 
And then, yeah, after that, it was like up, down, up, down, up, down. A motor dome reminds me of a number of other games I've seen. It's pretty neat. Yeah, um, I like it. It looks great. great I was in that scheme. group with Gene X Wong, uh, awesome, wonderful friend of Skillshot that yes. has helped us with lots of things. Um, and this kid named Alexander, who's 13, and I was like, how long have you been playing pinball, kid? He's like, oh, just about a year. I was like, do your parents have any? He's like, oh, just about 26 games. I was like, well, okay. Just about. Yeah, no, no big deal. Approximately <laughs> 26 games. Oh, man, it killed me. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was really fantastic. Um, the benefit of not making it into B Division finals on Saturday was that I hung out with my friend Jess and got a free pinball tattoo. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I've seen it, but for the listener, what's your free pin or what's your pinball tattoo? It is the artwork from Adam's family on the back box side art um, of Thing with its finger in the hair, the pointer finger in the air, with a pinball on the top and lightning coming out of it. It's so. pretty cool. I really enjoy it. So thank you, Jessica Kra, for the awesome artwork, and thanks for placating me at the the pin golf pre pinball pre pre pinberg tournament on Wednesday and playing that. And now you're a world ranking pinball player. <laughs> <laughs> so Motor Dome, I'm looking at it. It looks mm-hmm. like it's like a kind of a Mad Max ish sort right. of loose. It's theme. a little post apocalyptic. Yeah, and and heavily m- motor. Um, Mobile, automobile, <laughs> wowza, who's a Not quite like Bonsai Run, but mm-hmm. yeah. So when you start, or like from the plunge, it asks you to choose level one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. And it's like level three is worth the most points, but harder shots to qualify, I guess. Okay. And yeah. Oh, shit. I see. I'm seeing this. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really fun. I was like, if I, you know, had another, like, I would guess that game goes for like seven to a thousand dollars. 700 or so but that's the kind of a game that i would like to buy yeah there are only two thousand of them that were ever made oh no way yeah so it seems like a smaller run from that part of bally's and it was a bally for sure yes cool definitely bally's or bally there was uh, yeah yeah. there's a lot of ems and like a lot of the ones that i played in the bank were one player games so you you had a huge benefit if you went fourth on a one player em because all the three other players in your group completely finished their game and you saw the end score without even putting up a ball of one. Hmm. Um, Not that that mattered too much, but you could at least kind of like gauge where you wanted to be. And, you know, it was was pretty exciting. And it's nice to have a little break and just sit down. Uh, The second day in the morning, I sat at the Swedes table just because it was closest and they had their Swedish flag covering the entire table and there's about seven or eight of them. And I was like, oh, sorry, I kind of commandeered your table. They're like, that's okay. You just have to speak Danish with us. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's not happening. They're like, we can teach you. Sit down. It's like, I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> I was like, how do you say I'm sorry and bye? <laughs> um, got to say hello to Helena Walker, Walter real quick. She was kind of in and out all day. Like, there's so many people there. There's so many games. And there's just so little time like it just went by in such a blur like i definitely got to say like hi to nate shivers like roger sharp lyman sheets um you know good to see lots of people from seattle and portland and good good amount of people like andrea's from san francisco it was just really awesome like my friends from dc my friends from maryland um yeah it was 
really, really fantastic group of, of people playing there and having a hard time or a great time or, you know, any kind of gamut of experiences with the games. And it was even like really exciting to just be sitting around a table waiting for the rounds to be drawn and then looking at your bank and going, okay, who knows how to play skateball mm-hmm. or like who knows how to do this. And like, we we're all just sharing ideas and the DMV, like the, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia league had this like crazy, awesome app that they created for Pinburg that was like, if you're playing this bank and your ball is on the left flipper, this is what you hit for this game. If it's on the right flipper, you hit this shot. And it was just like very basic game by game by game, like like cliff notes of how to play everything. So they had a leg up on everyone, which is pretty impressive. So next year, new software developers need to get together a little cheat sheet for Pinburg. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just looking at pintips.com. Pintips.com, which mm-hmm. I've never been to. And one of the benefits of uh, talking on this podcast is that I'm always sitting in front of my computer. So mm-hmm. I, I just look. Pintips.com, is there a, hy- a hyphen of some sort? Let me see. What because is it called? Pintips.com without a hyphen is, is something available. totally different. Oh. Call way, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we can get it for about just shy of $2,300 if we're really interested. Mm. So it must be something else. Pintips. Maybe I'm just it's pinball Google. tips. Hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. It is helpful. Um, it doesn't have everything, and it has very basic stuff. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm not finding it. What was it that I was going to? Pintips.net. Try that. Pintips.net. All right. There it is. It was definitely called Pintips, but I had the end wrong. Pin tips, there it is. Oh, oh, this looks great. Awesome. Pintips.net. It's just got real basic uh, information on each game. Not every game, obviously, but just like a if you're stepping up to this for the first time, here's a you know general strategy that's going to work in your favor. Yeah, just little things. Like I, I just clicked on a title that I love just just to see what the tips were on here that they had to say fathom three drops three drops on the left of the same color rewards one inline drop of the same color three ball multi-ball is possible if you hit the saucer again during multi-ball the ball is relocked yes true mm-hmm. ball shot into saucer stays locked and resets three inline drop targets in front of ball knock all three targets down to release ball well i mean okay anyway locks can be stolen you know there's yeah. not like a lot of mind-blowing stuff there but especially if you don't know a, a game at initially, all like, yeah yeah those are, that's helpful that's... and and it's editable so like you can add your own tips too and it's yeah you know, it's community-based so it definitely helps out the more that people add to it yeah absolutely absolutely cool um, i'm looking forward to exploring yeah, that definitely cool um so yeah after after i finished my tattoo with jessica mm-hmm. um went back to pinberg in time to let's see on well yes friday morning i sat down with john chad for about mm-hmm. an hour and we worked on the game that we're designing together so that was mm-hmm. super fun oh man i'm excited about this yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot so it's coming soon listeners don't you fret um and let's see he gave me like an original piece of drop target art which is awesome it's a picture of lyman sheets and steve ritchie yelling at each other which I got Lyman Sheets to sign, and <laughs> I was like, would you mind signing a picture of your face? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I remember seeing this. This is in Drop Target. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, 
yeah saturday i uh i'll i'll, I'll key the pinberg patrons into a tip that there's much cheaper beer outside the convention center so i did that for a little bit on the afternoon with uh, molly atkinson priyanka kutcher um so it, it was really just like socializing and then mm-hmm. playing like pin olympics which is there did you see that at all? No, I didn't. Okay, so there's like a Simpsons pinball party where you're wearing a hard hat and there's a tilt bob connected to the end of the hard hat. So as long as you keep your head still, the tilt bob doesn't move. Okay. But if you move your head at all, it starts to give you a danger and a danger and a tilt. So it's just dangling here like a carrot on a string in front of you while you're trying to play pinball and you have to keep it level or just outside the ring. It is really challenging. It sounds like fun. They had a city slicker pinball machine that was had a cage on top of it that had maybe like 30, 40 like ping pong balls flying at you. Hmm. Um, they had a Tommy where it was magnified by like 100 times and like the blinders were coming over and you had to look into a, a binocular type thing to play it. They had another game that everything was inverted. They had games with like huge scissor flippers on it. Everything was weird. Um, they also had, like a lot of fun. <clears throat> it was super fun. They also had attack from the back, which was an attack from Mars game, but the flippers were on the back box of it. You had to oh, go. Oh, I think I've seen that. Oh. Maybe not that exact situation it before, might be. but something along those lines. It's yeah. so cool. So you hit start on the front and then the flippers. I think I did see somebody post a photo of, of playing that. It's awesome. And then you get on steps behind it. So like your left flipper is still your left flipper, but everything is inverted like, I guess, yeah, your left flipper's on your right hand, and you kind of have to, like, you know, flip your brain around to, in order to make shots. And it took me a while to be like, okay, which which flipper do I hold down for a super skill shot? But I ended up putting, like, 1.5 billion on it the first time I played it, which is pretty awesome. Hmm. Um, but it's just, it's so much fun to play. And you can barely look at the play field from up top. Like, if you're about the same height as I am, it's a little harder to see over the, over the top of the back box. Um but the the replay effects festival like uh, event in all just incredible. Like there was a Rush cover band, there's Mega Man cover band where the guy was playing Mega Man, and they were making all the sound effects on stage live. There was people on stilts, face painting, bouncy castles, like bungee co- cords, um, like shoot 'em up games, like um, like all sorts of console games on all old CRTs about. 500 pinball machines like 400 to 500 pinball machines it was four and a half acres long like it's so much space just incredible and then on the saturday that we were there hillary clinton was upstairs yeah which was extra weird i was like wow this is really a very popular event on saturdays oh no just hillary clinton's here trying to get some votes so (laughs) that was pretty interesting um all the people that were going to that had to walk on the catwalk that was above our floor Hmm. And look down onto what we were doing. Awesome. So we felt bad for all the kids that had to go with their parents and be like, well, I kind of want to just go get my face painted and play arcade games down there. But it was a good time. Uh, I didn't end up getting, I played the Intergalactic like Consolation Tournament, but that seemed to be like more of a waste of time than it was what, worth. What is that? I don't know what that means. So like anyone that didn't make it into the finals for Pinburg on Saturday, they had a kind of a consolation tournament it was ten dollars your ten dollars goes to one of five charities that you can pick from and uh then you have 10 entries to play you have 10 tickets to play a game and then high scores worth 100 points second high scores worth 90 
and so on and so forth. And whoever has the, the top 40 with the highest average of scores over 10 games go on to the finals the next day. So everyone was just lined up to play games and it was kind of just too much to deal with. Yeah. It. I mean, I, I think I got six games in and just gave up because the lines were way too long. And they stopped for for A Division finals, which was really cool to watch in person. Um, Carl D'Angelo played amazing game of Alien Star. Everyone else played like a great game of Family Guy, and it was, but like seeing it without the commentary was a little weird. A lot of people like went to their hotel rooms and watched it from there. Hmm. Um, but it was a nice group of people that it's kind of funny just being a crowd with people going, oh, oh, you know, like actually reacting to the what was happening on stage, uh, and cheering and clapping. So Keith Elwin won. It's very, very good job. And from there, I went to D.C. and Maryland and Virginia for a while. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you saw friends. You played more pinball. You saw uh, Jamal, who used to work at John John's, a friend Jamal. of ours, which was very exciting. Serendipitously ran into him on the bus. Like <laughs> I missed that bus for by the bus I was going for by like 30 seconds, like less than a minute. And then the next one I got onto, he tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, what? Get the hell out of here. I can't believe you're on the same bus in D.C. across the nation. <laughs> like, yeah. And he walked me to the record store I was going to, and we uh, met up that night and played some pinball. Oh, man. I'm it was jealous. fantastic. I'm yeah. really jealous. <laughs> I love Jamal. Jamal uh, lived here in Seattle, worked at John John's for a while um, before, before he left uh, Seattle to D.C., um, and when he moved to Seattle, he lived on uh, my couch for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and he was actually maybe the best roommate I've ever had uh, because he was just so gracious and appreciative. He's and, incredibly polite. Yeah, he's Jamal's the best. Yeah, he's he's well beloved, and so. Um, but anyway, I was I was very flattered too. I'll just bogart this part of your story uh, yeah. to say that, or to, not to say, but he to told hear. me this thing. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, oh, just he's, say yeah, he's like. I haven't really been playing pinball since I've been in D.C. Like, the only reason I really got into it was because Graham. Like, yeah. he took me to Shorty's one day and showed me how it was done. And I was always so pleased to see Jamal. Like, I I, I think um, I think the first time I found out that Jamal worked at John John's was by going to John John's oh, and wow. seeing him behind the counter. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm very grateful for playing a role in, in his pinball trajectory, even if it's not like going to Pinburg. But rather, oh, no, it's pretty you know. active, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that for those of who you that are outside the Seattle area and think that that sounds familiar, we talked about in episode six in Babes in Penland, where um, Jamal told Alexa to pick pinball initials that meant something to her. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Good his callback. Are BLK. Yeah. Because he's a black man. <laughs> hmm And hers are GRL because she's a girl. <laughs> you can only so do good. so much with three letters, but you make it count. Absolutely. Um, uh, so I ran a uh, Monday night tournament with my friend Bill, uh, Phil at the Black Cat in D.C. Um, it was the Replay FX Hangover Tournament. Uh, we had, I think, 20 players or so. Chris Newsom ended up winning that. Um, this guy that has never played a pinball tournament before in his life got third place. Hmm. So that was pretty exciting. Um, Black Cat is an amazing place in D.C. to go play pinball. They have eight games, six of which were working at the time, and that was fine. Uh, they have a really nice working centaur, so that was awesome to get to play plenty of centaur there. Very nice. Um, they have a Royal Rumble, which one of the nights I was there, uh, the cousin of Bret Hart was in the in the bar, and we played some Royal Rumble pinball together. 
He's like, that's my cousin right there. Look at how much we look alike. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Um, and then the Tuesday night I went to Crabtown. Big shout out to Crabtown. You guys are the best. That was so much fun to be <laughs> at. Like when you walk up to the bartender and ask what they have for IPAs and they ask you what an IPA is, I was like, oh wow, this is like time capsule far like, away from home <laughs> yeah it was it was so amazing we have double ipas <laughs> yeah, right. how dare you say you don't understand what an ipa is yeah i was like i'm sorry i don't want to complicate this. IPAs. i'm just gonna take a natty bow we're good mm-hmm. i mean i had three crabs and like five drinks and like it was under 20 dollars, like easy Nicely done. with tip you know like <laughs> um they have a pin bot that has been there since it came new out of the box hmm. like all wow. it's time capsule as fuck like it is you were walking into a different world and they played punk rock all night the people were su- super sweet there's like three kids there um there was a guy that his nickname was wasty bro so he was like pretty funny to deal with um yeah just amazing wonderful fantastic down-to-earth people and i can't say enough about it like this woman jackie that plays there a lot i met her at penberg and she was super sweet um phil ended up winning that tournament with 80 bucks that night pretty awesome um yeah just oh there was one moment at Pinburg that i just remembered like this guy that was in our bank uh not playing in my group but he he was like f- kind of around the whole time that i like i kept running into him on our banks he kicked the game in, in between the one that he was playing and the one that i was playing mm-hmm. and i was like hey man what's going on you don't need to do that it's like uh it's like don't kick the don't kick the games. I was like, if you want to kick anything, kick yourself for sucking too bad. And he kind of like shrugged and like nodded, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Really? Come on, we're gonna play that next. Don't don't break the games." Yeah, they put a lot of work into this. And I went to the Papa facility the first day I was there, and the lady was just like, "Why do you want to see an empty warehouse?" I was like, well, I came a long way, and I've never been here before, so just let me in the doors and look at it." <laughs> but yeah, every single game from Papa was there, and it's. They were set up really hard. That was it was very challenging and very fun. Someday I'd like to make it into finals and make some cash back, and I definitely want to go again. Um, I played in Bethesda, Maryland at a place called Vuk, Vertical Upkicker, and they had a nice lineup of modern Stearns, uh, classic Williams 90s stuff, and some EMs or like late solid states. They had like eight ball deluxe and Argosy, which was the last EM that w- Williams ever made. Um, where else did I go? I went to Lyman's, which was fantastic. Jess and uh, I think his name's Nick were fantastic owners and very sweet. I put up a high score on their Walking Dead, which was awesome. Their attack from Mars is very fast. Um, and just. I think the outdoors, the outdoor science is like a great place to meet people. And it really was like a fantastic spot. Um, I, yeah, just got to hang out with Phil and Pierce and like all their friends and hang out with the Black Cat a lot. Saw Flophouse recorded live for the, that podcast. That was pretty nice. Saw an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation there. It was excellent. Um, I went to the Discord Records house and met Ian McKay from Minor Threat, Fugazi, and Teen Idols. Pretty amazing. Pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> so thanks to Phil and, and Pierce for that, too. What a nice guy. And we were about five to ten minutes into the tour, and I was like, Ian, I have a question for you. He's like, sure, what's up? I was like, do you know Gordon Ornelius? He's like, oh, yeah, Gordon Gordon? 
Yeah, Gordon O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. I know Gordon. Really? Yeah. Like... Oh, I love that. <laughs> that warms my heart. And he's like, how's he doing? And I was like, yeah, he's a, he's a friend of mine. We've known each other, you know, six six years or so. And I was like, we worked together on a pinball zine. And he's like, oh, no shit. The guy's still doing zines? It's like, yeah, because oh, Gordon man. used to do WDC period in the 80s. Yeah. And he was like the only punk zine. And he was just like, oh, yeah, really fantastic guy. I'm glad to hear he's doing well. And that kind of like ingratiated him to me or myself to him, I guess, more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know someone from my past. Like, that's legit. That's cool. I mean, otherwise, he was super nice and positive and fun. But it was it was really neat to talk to him about someone that we both had friends in common. And yeah, <laughs> Gordon made sure he's like, tell him that I said hello. Wow. Yeah. I was like, he hasn't moved from his apartment that he moved to in Seattle since he moved to Seattle. He's like, that sounds about right. Gordon's not a guy for like major change, but he's he stays the course. But yeah, we got to see the the original Fugazi minor threat Teen Idol's house uh, from uh, you know the famous photos on the covers of you know seminal records, and then went across the street to Discord Records Discord disc, Distro and saw the whole setup there. Ian did not wear shoes the entire time. <laughs> like, the guy just, wow. yeah, hangs out barefoot. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I would too. If I were yeah. Ian McKay. McKay? <laughs> anyway. I'm not sure we had, there's there's a debate on if how I were to Ian it. Yeah. from Fugazi and Minor right. <laughs> Threat Discord Records. <laughs> pretty awesome. And the evens and whatever yeah. else you want to have. Oh, right. You know. So many things. Didn't anyway. He, he did a thing with a, was that him that did a thing with a, oh, God. Uh, I'm spacing on things that are doesn't really, matter. Sorry, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's late in the evening. Had, you hot. had a great time in ministry. Uh, is what I was thinking. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I had a really good time. I could Excellent. talk on forever, but I'm yes. gonna stop. Yes. But Graham, uh, you went to Portugal, didn't you? I went to Portugal and Spain, but I'm gonna keep it short and simple because very little of my fantastic trip uh, was in any way associated with pinball. In fact, that was one of the most palehead. Is what I was thinking of. Palehead. Okay. <laughs> Um, I played exactly one game. It was when I was in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in the neighborhood uh, Barceloneta, which uh, if you've been to Barcelona, you probably know is uh, like a little neighborhood that kind of juts into the water off of like a marina sort of. Um, anyway, uh, I found a no fear there. Thank How- you to uh, retromaniacs.es. They, I, I, through multiple uh, attempts, the vast majority of which were entirely in vain, just searching for Spain pinball and Portugal pinball mm-hmm. and trying to find other terms that I might want to use that might be associated with that. Le flipper. I did not accurately search like that. Maybe they Le flipper would have done it. Yeah. Who knows? But finally, I got this group on Facebook. They messaged me. They sent me a map of locations in Spain of where I could find uh, pinball. And I was only in Barcelona for, for Spain. Uh-huh. Uh, the rest of my trip, I was in Portugal. Uh, and man, Portugal feels like a place that should have pinball, but I just didn't see it. I just <laughs> there's didn't a, see it. They just won the World Cup, right? They that's did. A, or big, the Euro Cup. The Euro Cup, yeah. yeah they so won so the Euro a Cup. big and competitive spirit. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal. I should have been able to find a World Cup soccer around at right. the very least. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, so Retromaniac sent me a thing and, you know, granted it's, it wasn't the most accurate necessarily anyway. So they sent me a list and, um, I, it wasn't what was said would be on the list, but I found this restaurant, 
that had or this it bar. It said that there were supposed to be two pinball machines. Two already. pinball machines, and neither of them were the No Fear, but No Fear was the game there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was overjoyed to see it. I wandered through the place to see if they had a second game, uh, as was I. Bl- I wanted to believe was promised. Um, did not find a second game. Bought a beer. Came back, and when I came back, some some dude had put in thirteen credits on the machine, <laughs> so crazy. and he just proceeded to play all thirteen credits. His girlfriend, in fairness, played some of those. Uh, she was a little faster than him, and also <laughs> was clearly just less into it. Like, and and I kind of like I couldn't really hate him. Like, he yeah. seemed kind of obnoxious, but at the same time, it's like he's overjoyed to like start his night playing a bunch of this game, mm-hmm. and it's the one pinball game he has around, right. which I found out by having a conversation in extremely broken Spanish with him um, because when I asked him if he spoke English, he said no. So I continued to do a terrible job of speaking with him in Spanish yeah. about how there were zero pinball games around. And I tried to tell him that in uh, Seattle and Portland and in the United States, we had pinball everywhere. Yeah. Um, anyway, his reaction, he either he didn't care or he didn't quite <laughs> understand what I said because the grammar was so poor Yeah. Uh, on my... End. But anyway, he also told me the machine was moving mal multiple times, and it really wasn't that bad because I've played worse Snow Fears in my life. I, I wonder if he just means the setup of the game. Maybe he just didn't enjoy that style of game. Maybe I don't. I I feel like this. I feel like his options were. I I, I None. he was he was <laughs> exactly he was blaming the machine for his play. Oh, is what was happening. I see. I watched him play projecting all those failure. games. I, I popped a credit out of my my four games. Like nice. I didn't I, I wasn't great, but like I did well enough. Yeah. I don't know the machine that, that well and he never did that. Like I you know so I think I think he was just frustrated with the, the drains he was having that he knew he mm-hmm. could have saved but didn't in fact save. You know. Yeah. We all do it to from time to time. Anyway. Uh yep. That was my one pinball experience. I'm uh, glad that you found something. Me too. It was just like it was a bit of a like it was like just opening up a valve for a minute, just like relieving yeah. pressure, pinball <laughs> pressure. Just, just get it done for a while. Just, for sure. I just wandered around the city by myself, found it by you know hunting. Thanks again to Retromaniacs. Um, was it one euro a play? It was one euro a play, which it seems it's like kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough, especially when we complain about like seventy-five cent games. <laughs> yeah, like we we get so particular about our backyard here mm-hmm. but then like if it's in europe it's like oh the machines conditions are worse and there are fewer of them to choose from and, and i have to pay more further yeah that's true like you i mean you just kind of take your lumps we get entitled to what we think we should have over here and for good reason um speaking of which i saw uh, a couple days ago that there was a new seattle weekly story about uh shorties yeah it didn't really have any new information but it no. was it was about the uh uh, you should refer back to episode 12 uh, to know what we're talking about. Uh, the, the Wayne, Wayne... Apartments. Exactly. The Wayne Apartments. And this is also a great segue for talking about some uh, email that we received recently. I will Be- say that I was sad to see in the Seattle Weekly article that it uh, touted Avald as the main uh, operator and uh, maintenance guy yeah. of the games. Sorry. When... Those of you who listen to our podcast know that's Evan McBride. Mm-hmm. He has been featured as the primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the media; they don't get everything right, right? It's Neither true. do we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it, we're still limited to one person's subjective narrative, and people forget that in journalism. But yeah. usually, it's not like a 
crowdsource thing. Like ideally they're doing their homework, but at the same time you're just absorbing life as it comes to you still. Anyway, um, we had somebody write into us. Uh, Jacob uh, wrote into us, and uh, in his second email, his follow-up email, he mentioned in particular that he loved episode 12 with Kiss and Saving Shorties. Mm-hmm. So that's why well, I thought I would stumble into this oh, segueg yeah. now. Segweg is not a word, but segue is. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but Jacob wrote in in response to uh, our discussion about sports metaphors and how they could uh, be transcribed to... You know, pinball. pinball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had an excellent suggestion. So I'm, su- suggestion, so I'm just going to uh, read off his offering here. Steve Bowden, make sure you're listening right now. In baseball, the cleanup hitter is always the fourth batter in the lineup, not necessarily a pinch hitter or designated hitter uh, who comes in at the clutch. For example, Nelson Cruz bats cleanup for the Mariners. In pinball, or from my experience, uh, a bowling league, a cleanup hitter would be the fourth and last person on a four-person team to quote-unquote bat. Generally, the slugger on the team. Um, and they said nice things about the podcast. And oh, anyway, thanks for... Very much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Jacob, for writing in. That's an excellent uh, uh, addition to the, the sports metaphors that translate well for, for, sure. for pinball. And uh, he also asked us um, if we could only choose uh, one game ever to play again. Well, for the rest would be. of our lives. And uh, I don't have any, I didn't have an answer ready and I still feel like I don't, but yeah. uh, like uh, off the top of your head, just name one or two or three that you would consider as such. Austin Powers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. We talked about Adam's family earlier tonight. Like if, yeah, I really enjoy that game a lot. I mean, it's pretty it's coveted pretty, and classic. It is. It's, it's always fun and engaging. But mine would definitely be like a DMD game that has like a deeper rule set. Like, yeah. Uh, I know it's not completed, but maybe Cactus Canyon would be fun just because I don't play it a lot on route because it's rare to see on route. Um, I might get sick of it eventually, but I think it's it's funny and it's kitschy. And it's got enough objectives to keep you interested for a while. Yeah. That and, makes sense. And if it was a simpler game, it would probably be something like 8-Ball Deluxe or Fathom. A- yeah. If it's a simpler game, my, my choice is Fathom. That probably mm-hmm. doesn't surprise you. I've yeah. <laughs> professed my love for Fathom on multiple occasions. Or even um, Atlantis was fun today, too. Yeah, Atlantis was fun. And it kind of reminded me of Fathom for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Right. But um, 8-Ball Deluxe is a classic choice, yeah. too. I really like that. Um, I feel like after 100 years on a desert island, I would figure out how to get that 8-Ball shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, every yeah. time, yeah. Um, yeah, no, those... I mean, that's just indicative of how good of an era that mm-hmm. was in particular. Um they were they were putting out good machines. I I would very possibly choose Fathom. Uh, I've also when I was thinking about this question, I I thought about the Adams Family too because it's just, oh, it's just it's so iconic. It really is iconic. Like it's hard to not have your heart quicken at certain moments. Right. You know? It's like you know it's Pat Lawler was building that franchise of like you know upper flipper jackpot shot mode mm-hmm. oriented games like with Funhouse and Whirlwind and. Um, games like that, Earthshaker, but he really like broke the mold on Adam's family. He's like, all right, I'm going to take all these ideas I've been toying with for so long and just like make the perfect game. And some of you might say that he did that with Twilight Zone instead, but you know, that's fair. Like, absolutely, you're right. The fact that there's an argument to be made is kind of just underscores how, how much of a, how, how, an asset that that man is. Yeah. And, and specifically in that like little time frame too, he was really knocking out of the park. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I I also uh would consider Lord of the Rings or Medieval Madness something that is just near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Like 
nostalgia factor, sentimental factor is just up there that it's always replayable. And, and Lord of the Rings is a deep enough rule set for sure Man. that you can just keep on coming back to it and finding ways to mm-hmm. explore it. At Vuck in, in Bethesda, yeah, played a cherry Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So good. Like, I was averaging 50 million on a game there. Nice. Which I don't ever do. And, like, got to destroy Ring, like, several times. Ah, always, always a big accomplishment. Yeah. Like, I got Gandalf to yell quadruple jackpot. I think Andrew told me, I I can't recall this, uh, and this is just indicative of how I need to talk to Andrew more and figure and go to his place and play games. We should do that. Um, We should. Anyway, uh, I think he told me a few months ago that he finally wiped off my Grand Champ score. Oh, no. Time um, to return. I know, Return right? of the Gram King. The Return of the Gram King. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank, thank you again, Jacob, for writing in. Um, also, shout out to Alfie. Uh, on, on Tilt Forums, yes, right? Yes, uh, on Tilt Forums. And uh, proposed the idea of like a movie night basically where <laughs> that'd be fun yeah since we were talking about uh dracula va- yeah dracula movies and vampire movies uh, on our showcase of uh ram stoker's dracula um, that would be a lot of fun and it'd be fun to like just get friends together and have a fun we could watch the shadow movie night the shadow yeah <laughs> we could watch the shadow there's so many possibilities i, I genuinely really like this idea and yeah. i think that we should make it happen <laughs> it just seems right congo it just seems right Congo. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you've seen Congo? Uh, I believe the last time I saw Congo was in, in the, the theaters, theaters when I was in middle <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah, I was like, this does not hold up to the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played the pinball machine years later, and it's like, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um, also, why is there no Home Alone pinball? Just want to address that. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it at length, but no pinball Home Alone two, pinball. Pinball 2, Homeless Boogaloo. Homeless Boogaloo. Graham asked me me earlier today what the tagline for Home Alone 2 was. I was like, Homeless Boogaloo. (laughs) That's that's what I came up with. Jeff also did not know the What uh, is the actual answer? It's Lost in New York. Oh, yeah. Lost in New York. (laughs) And I've said that with strong confidence to two of you today without actually looking it up and confirming that it's Lost in New York. I think you're right. I can remember the VHS box it just, There's uh, it the just villains on either right. side with Macaulay Culkin in the middle. and Confirmed. 1992. He's holding That's... a stupid newspaper with a Statue of Liberty doing yep. the face on. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. I just put aftershave on my face. face. Yep. yep. They're like, oh, people love this one face that is made. Let's just yeah. find other out of context reasons. That's to like do when it. Bart did the I didn't do it thing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Bart had like 17 of those. Yeah. Man, the Simpsons <laughs> were. Anyway. Choice. And that's why we have two Simpsons games. <laughs> um, all right. What do we? What else do we have uh, to to address? Uh, we had a fun time today with friends uh, hanging oh, out. Oh, yeah. Zoe and Jessica and Zoe's boyfriend, Das, came up from Portland yesterday to play the 8-Bit Annual. Congratulations to Alex Tata. For winning that and not taking home a machine, giving taking the five hundred dollars instead, I guess. Um, he would have had a space, time space thing. I I forget what what the game was. I wasn't there, but he won the thing and also won a hundred dollar tattoo voucher. So, if you know which Pokemon uh, Alex Tata is going to get tattooed on him, please write into skillshotpincast at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he probably won't take up on that one. Um, but yeah, they came in to play that tournament and it was neat because the last time I saw Jessica was up in Pittsburgh. Um, also I want to shout out to 
the kickback cafe in, in Pittsburgh that is decorated like a pinball machine. Hmm. So you walk in and the play field is on the floor as the um, just a decal on the floor uh, and all the seats are pop bumpers and there's rollover targets and flippers and it's just it's a beautiful spot. And then there's another great coffee shop there called the Black Forge Coffee Shop, which is a black metal cafe. And there's bones and runes and everything's black in there. And hmm. I got a uh, shot in the dark. I shot in the dark with a cream and ginger in it. It was delicious. Nice. Um, but yeah, we hung out with them. And what, what did we do? Went to Flip Flip today. We had brunch with them. Went to Flip Flip for a few hours. Graham and I worked on our 100 game challenge. Yep. Yep. I closed uh, the gap just by a little bit, right? Yeah. It was good. We're at game 61. And I th- let's see. What were they? I'm doing some important phone. We're at Graham at 26 and Kayla at 35. So yep. Not too bad. I'm I'm still in the running, believe it or not. Less than 10 difference. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I've declared yeah. it before and I'll say it again. If I end with a single digit gap between us and still lose, then I'm I'm going to feel good about that. For sure. I I recognize I acknowledge Kayla as the stronger and more experienced oh, player like it's true you. you just you play competitively so much more often <laughs> than me that it's like it's not even a contest yeah simply not a contest i i looked at my ifa profile uh, while i was at the airport yesterday mm-hmm. and after the tournaments that i've done in dc and maryland and pittsburgh i'll have been in 175 pinball tournaments in the last four years oh no just, no, overall. just overall okay. yeah okay i mean there's more than that that aren't if a ranked but i've got maybe two dozen under my belt and oh, almost wow. <laughs> all of them are over four years ago oh my gosh um yeah. yeah also like phil and i tried to do a hundred game challenge which is you know silly yeah in a week and a half or two weeks but we managed to get i think like 20 like a little over 20 games in and he consistently was like kicking my ass so good job phil baird for being the superior pinball player to me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I brought a ton of skill shots to Pinburg and lots of One Punk Sky to Pinball. So it's nice to be, meet people like Taylor Reese and like the guys from Buffalo Pinball and see Nate Shivers and stuff like that again. Like all these movers and shakers in the pinball world and to give them something that I created and yeah. have that shared upon. I'll let you guys know that Nick from Buffalo Pinball gave me $5 for them and the rest of you gave me nothing. So oh. <laughs> that's fine. They're free. I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> but thank you to John from Jersey for uh, the, the Red Bull. That was nice. I really needed that. And like, thank you so much to everyone that I met throughout uh, Replay Effects and Pinburg and like through the week in, in DC and Maryland and Virginia for saying that they listened to the show. I really appreciate that. And Graham was yeah. over the moon to hear that too. Yeah, it, it's really exciting to hear that you guys are out there and appreciating it. We really, I mean, yeah. if it was just Kayla and I in a room talking to each other on microphones, you know. We probably wouldn't hit record. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a weird, depressing thought. Just you and I sitting in this room in the micro- with the microphones in front of us, not attached to anything. I would hope just that Just like that... pretending. Yeah. <laughs> I would only do that if we never looked at each other. Oh, weird. Weird. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to be weird, right. let's make it extra weird. Okay, fair enough. We should have a strobe light going, too. Not, yeah. None of this static, constant light. Right? I want to build a bullshit. wall between us, too. Okay. I'm going to make you pay for it. And you're going to make me pay for the wall, <laughs> and you're going to make me wear a sombrero, and you're going to wear a Make America Great Again hat yeah. from Donald Trump. Um, so according to uh, IFPA, I only have uh, 
15 total events that were total. sanctioned by them, right? I'm, I've played multiple non-IFPA sanctioned oh, tournaments. Oh, yeah, shorties tournaments for sure. At the very least, but uh, still... That, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed oh, by that. So I, I'm going to get that up to an even twenty <laughs> by, by the, the end of the year. year. Yep, shorties annual, happen. a flip flip uh, tournament here. I and will there. finally play a shorties annual. Not once have I. No. Not once have I. Um, Speaking of a uh, non-sanctioned IFPA tournaments, okay, uh, <laughs> I did play a couple of dollar games at the Black Cat. Oh, very and, nice. Yeah, won some money off of Chris Newstrom, who, by the way, is IFPA player number eight, which is crazy. Like, there were seven other people before him that started in the IFPA. Bananas. <laughs> yeah. That guy's bonkers good. Um, so I won a couple dollars off of him on Centaur. And then Very I taught well them done. I taught them Stallball, and they were just, like, besides themselves at how much fun that was. What Which player number are you? Do you know? 14677. Okay. I'm or 14667. A... Look here's, it up. Make sure I'm right. Here's one ranking <laughs> that I'm ahead of you in. Then it's... Uh, I'm. I'm... 8644. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because you did all a, the. A clean 6,000 or so. Well, you know what? You. That's because the, the Powder Puff tournaments don't count for points. I'll just oh, <laughs> all right. No, but that's not about points. That's about when we signed up chronologically. Yeah, but that was the first tournament I ever played. Oh, and you don't, I got gotcha. You don't get to be an IFA player I gotcha. for that. I'm oh, no, pretty I'm pretty sure I'm that my first football tournament was not. 1677. 16787. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we got almost 8,000. Between us, yeah. Or about 8,000, yeah. Anyway, so I, I think also there was a real explosion within that f- couple year oh, gap, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was really, I mean, I, I wonder how, how many there are in IFPA now, though. It's got I know Dave Stewart's crazy. like something like 150th or something. Oh, wow. Well, he's way up there. All right. Uh, we're we're closing in, and uh, what else do we have? We should listen to the. Do you want to listen to the song or the trailer or both for Pinball Summer? Uh, song. The song. Okay. <laughs> so, so I wrote for Razor Cake, and they all, you know, the people send in whatever they want reviewed, their records, their books, their zines, whatnot, and the editors at Razor Cake try to find the best fit for what is what it is to be reviewed. And they got the soundtrack from the 1980 movie Pinball Summer. And I don't think that they thought more than a second long about who that was going to. (laughs) And it showed up in my box. And I now have Pinball Summer soundtrack on vinyl. And it's kind of like an Animal House type movie. Um, I haven't seen it, but it's just coincidence that Graham named our last episode Pinball Summer. Yep. So I figured we could play the song. From the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and you should check out the trailer and get a very, very, is, very clear sense of the kind of movie it is. It is NSW. <laughs> so uh, do not Keep watch this mind. at work. Keep that in mind. Um, but here is the title track off the soundtrack to 1980s Pinball Summer. We might talk over it. <laughs> Graham just started that. <laughs> Sorry. This is an interesting font. Yikes. Yeah. Won't you? (laughs) It sounds like a song that's a parody of itself. It's... Yeah. 
Wants to be Beach Boy is not quite there. The lyrics are so generic. Oh, my God. This sounds like Trey Parker is doing like a fake song for South Park. (laughs) Yikes. I kind of also feel like oftentimes like this is probably the same guy that wrote the movie and oh, directed maybe. the movie <laughs> yeah. and or at least movie. like a cousin of yeah like he's just trying to do everything and he's doing everything like a little Medium. less than mediocre yeah. yeah and but he's doing it all so it's kind of technically really impressive right i don't sure. know <laughs> i'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah it's probably just one jerk that doesn't know how to write songs well Soon, let's not hesitate. It's time to leave. Has nothing to do with pinball no. whatsoever. <laughs> it's about longing. Yeah. And summertime passions. For example. <laughs> <laughs> Graham is currently playing air guitar. All summer. What, okay, so let's uh, let's try to take a different approach to this song while we listen to it. Okay. What, what's your favorite thing about this song? Like, genuine. Like, not, don't try to be a smartass about it. What is the thing that you unabashedly, sincerely appreciate the most about this song? Probably this guitar part that's happening right now. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... It's not bad. I no, like... it's cliche, but, like, the tone's pretty good, and, like, you know, it's working. It knows what it wants to do, and it's doing it. Oh, that synth part's nice, too. But... It's it's a pretty boring drum beat. Yeah, uh, it's a very boring drum beat. Yeah, it really doesn't vary at all. I think I just like mostly the the idea of what pinball summer exacerbates. Yeah, like yeah. what what it conjures up. Yes. Okay. I think and that's, that's fair. like me and Heather Loudon doing hula hoops in in Golden Garden Park or something. <laughs> if you had to guess how much more of the song was left, what would your guess be? A minute forty five. Shit. Nice work. <laughs> what is, is when you said that it was about a minute thirty seven. Oh wow! Okay. So really, <laughs> pretty solid. I've listened to the record. <laughs> okay, but I didn't time it. Fair enough. But you know how it feels mm-hmm. inside. There's only uh, four, I think, eight songs total on this soundtrack. Are they all somehow related to pinball summering? They are nowhere near related to pinball really? summer. Is it all kind of the same genre, or it's all kind of like Beach Boysy stuff? Okay, like, so it's trying to be summertime fun time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you could probably put David Lee the Ross, like, just a gigolo on there, no problem. All right. Because there's lots Some of, like... Van Halen-y sort of feels. Yeah. All right. Like, the trailers, lots of, like, girls and Daisy Dukes and tank tops and guys playing volleyball and... I see. It's pretty animal housey. It seems like maybe it was also called Pickup Summer. Oh, yeah? Some places, yeah. There's definitely pinball in the trailer. Oh, here we go. In 1983, just a few years after the 79 Canadian-made coming-of-age TNA Fest Pinball (laughs) Summer was first screened theatrically in its country, Film Ventures... International retitled and distributed the film in the U.S. as Pickup Summer. 
Oh, so that's the Canadian title then. Yes, it's the original Canadian title. After surmising that the pinball fad had pretty much faded here, even though they kept the movie's main theme song, Pinball Hmm. Summer. This trailer is, they say, not safe for work, by the way. Oh, it's definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm pretty sure they're over the age 18. Oh. Um, Anyway. Yeah. uh, That was a pivotal scene that was just automatically playing. (laughs) right after after that yeah Yeah, so had to jump in and stop that so pinball summer (laughs) aka pickup summer uh kayla will be writing a review for that and you'll be reading it at some point uh maybe i can get it done tonight maybe Maybe i just wrote it yeah it might have already (laughs) happened it might have this might have been theoretically written days before you listen to it at its very earliest um (laughs) So, Pinball Summer, this is, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to call this episode, Pinball Summer 2, Homeless Boogaloo. <laughs> um, nice to know that that movie exists. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, let's uh, let's wrap up then. Uh, oh, if we, I want first of all, I want to plug our, our next episode, which will be episode 34, uh, and it'll, it'll come out, uh, what, late August-ish? Yeah. What's at this, this going to be, like, uh, this comes out this week on yeah. Wednesday, so that'll be, like, the 9th or 10th, which means the next one's coming out the 23rd or the 24th, 24th or something like that. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah, late August, uh, Rod Olson's going to be our guest, and we're really excited about that because... Rodcast. It's going to be a, an epic Rodcast. Uh, Rod's the best, and we appreciate his everything. So, you will too. Don't appreciate him too hard. No, well, well, his ego gets He big. might take advantage of, <laughs> of too much appreciation. Yeah, he's um, the Rod father. He's he's uh, he's destined to be on the show. He truly is. And I'm looking forward to just talking about pinball community at large and watching it grow and being a part of that uh, with him. I'm going to go on a record saying that's going to be the most one of the more interesting conversations that we have on this show. I think that's I think that's safe to say. So, which and is why we're plugging it. Not always it. in the best way. No, it doesn't but matter. But in a very fun way. I you know what? I'm actually experiencing some déjà vu talking about it right now, which usually <laughs> is a good sign. And by good sign, I mean something that I tell myself when I yeah. <laughs> experience déjà vu. Oh, it's going to be really fun. Um, yeah. It's uh yeah, it'll be the best. So we and how rarely do we uh, plug an upcoming episode? True. That's how it you know that we mean happens. it. Happens. I mean, also we usually don't have episodes banked too many times in advance, so mm-hmm. there's also that going. But <laughs> don't um, pull the curtain back too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, erase that. Strike that. Never um, happened. <laughs> uh, please write into us uh, at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. We always like hearing from you guys. For sure. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Have, get them to start listening. Bring it up with them. Be that guy that obnoxiously talks about a podcast. At or dinner. That, yeah. With uh, somebody who has never heard it before. And uh, then make them guilt them into uh, feeling like they should be listening. They should be a part of the zeitgeist. And if you want to round out some of those one-star reviews that we got from racist people, that would be awesome. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, every once in a while, Kayla and I may mention how we feel about the world. And if that (laughs) offends you, and that's those 5 to 10 to 15 seconds occasionally every other episode. Even on a different podcast that I was on. Apparently on a different podcast. If that just like... Bothers you? Curdles your milk... Like, all right, great. You don't have to leave a one-star review. No, you can just walk away. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but speaking of other podcasts, I would like to plug Jesse Mercury's uh, Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury again. I was on that talking about Star Trek Beyond, the new movie. Yeah. You recently. liked it? I haven't I, seen I it. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. good. Um, thanks to my friend Elle for the free tickets. That helped a lot. 
But yeah, it's it's definitely good. And then coming out shortly after this episode, or at least within a week, will be Pierce McLean and Jay Johnson's uh, podcast, Cat Case from Cinema, where I talk about the Babadook that I nice. did in DC. Yeah, that's a great movie. Loved it. Um, okay, so let me ask you: Did you like Star Trek Beyond more or less than Star Trek Into Darkness? More. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that because I wasn't crazy about Into Darkness. Most people hate it. Good. That makes me feel even less crazy. Yeah. Because that's more or less. Like, I walked out of that movie theater, and you know, like, when you go with a big group of friends, you just circle up outside, like, mm-hmm. you start talking about it immediately. People were talking about how much they loved it. And I just thought, like, did we just watch the same movie? Right. Oh, I'm not geez. sure we did. That's frightening. <laughs> um, anyway. It was nice. Jesse, uh, he put us all in an Uber, myself, Tiff, and Ross, and Dan. And Jesse rode his bike home and said, you're not allowed to talk about the movie until you get to my apartment. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> good on him. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse's great. If you haven't checked out his show yet, like, let's just make that very clear. That's why we're plugging it. Uh, yeah. Um, he's, he's wonderful. Excellent Hopefully you there. enjoyed our podcast with him um, where he just, you know, got us or at least allowed us to get birthday. super drunk. <laughs> yeah. It was Kayla's birthday. We got super drunk. It was really fun. Jesse's the best. He, he is a real deal friend of ours that we always enjoy seeing mm-hmm. and speaking with so check out his stuff sci-fi with jesse mercury and sci-fi on trial with jesse mercury um patented now he's he's uh oh, trademarked his name really mm-hmm. well skill shot should just do that at large if I we can i think if, we did do we have a patent we have something is it patent is we're it really reg- copyright where we've got some sort of official yeah. anyway we should always get more. Seize control of your brand. <laughs> That's what I say. Mm-hmm. In today's world, seize control of your brand. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. What else? Anything else? I don't think so. Do you no. have anything coming up that's no. exciting? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I'm just doing stuff. Uh, if, if, that's cool. If you're <laughs> if you're playing a pinball yeah. tournament anytime soon, you want Graham to come, let him know. Yeah, at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, uh, my band is playing the Shoreline Music Festival. It's like some city thrown thing uh saturday august 20th we're playing around 5 30 i think it's free you should come um yeah. grace love and the true loves are the headliners for the night and they're fantastic so even if you decide to show up after we play and to watch them you still should do that so anyway hope to see you there bright lines uh, is graham's band bright lines is the band that graham is in <laughs> um yes I know. Uh, I've got nothing else. All right, cool. Well, that was fun. Yeah, good times as always. Um, thanks we'll... to everyone that I met at, at Penberg. It was super fun. I hope I can do it again next year. Thanks to that one Spanish guy that I met <laughs> and kind of had a conversation. He's going to start about... listening to your podcast and learn English. Oh, man. I brought 15 skill shots with me and oh, I yeah? handed them out to nobody at oh. any place because there was just <laughs> where. I just Sad. I didn't come prepared the one. I got rid of 200 uh, uh, 200 skill shots and 200 razor cakes so that was pretty good all right well uh i i would be saying good morning and good night to people when i was nine hours away yeah and so i'm just going to accept that i say good night to you no matter when you're listening to this so good night everybody yes and good morning (laughs) all right thanks